Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yep, presented by Progressive Insurance. Welcome to football season. Happy New Year, however you want to look at it. Football season kicks off tonight. We're as excited as could be. I could feel the energy on Get Up this morning. It's just a delight to have the season back. Bills, Rams, a good one, and that's today's question of the day. It's a simple one, uh, and it is on my Twitter, as always, at ESPN Greeny. If you're not with me on Twitter, then just get on there because we do a lot of fun stuff there as well as here and everywhere else. At ESPN Greeny, the poll question one of these teams and only one is making is going to win the Super Bowl this year. Who you got? You got the Rams or the Bills? I can tell you it's a little more one-sided in the vote than I was expecting. I'll give you the results a little later in the hour, but hop on if you haven't voted yet, at ESPN Greeny on Twitter. In the meantime, if you were listening to Christine just a second ago with the um, update, the Sports Center update, you heard her mention the new contract for Dabo Sweeney, the coach of Clemson, it's 10 years. It's 111 point something million dollars. His contract, or what'd she say? $115 million, excuse me. The average annual value is $11.5 million. It's 10 years, $11.5 million a year. Which this Twitter account that I follow that I like, that I never know how to pronounce it, it I think it's called Spot Rack, but it might be Spot Rack. I don't know. Whatever, it's, however it's pronounced. He points out that only six players who went to Clemson have a contract that is worth more than Dabo Sweeney's. Only six players that he turned out have a contract with a higher average annual value than him, and they are Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Williams, Grady Jarrett, Hunter Renfro, and DJ Reader. Now, I want to preface my, the following comments by saying, God bless him. I am 100% all for every person making as much money as they possibly can. I don't want anyone artificially impeding my ability to make as much money as I can. I'm going to get paid as much as anyone is willing to pay me. And I say that about the live golfers, even though I hate what's happening with the sport. Someone's offering you all that money, take it. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you you shouldn't. And in no way am I critical of Dabo Sweeney getting all that money. He's a great coach. He's built an unbelievable program. Clemson has long been a good football program, a good football school, but it has not been what it is now. It has not been something that he has turned it into, where they won a couple of national championships. And now, if he's not in the playoff, people are devastated. It's like it's been a huge step back. That's not what Clemson was before he started coaching there. So that's, that's worth a lot of money. There are major financial ramifications for having that kind of success. So good for him. He should get every penny he wants. But I want to ask you a question. Does anyone have an issue with him getting paid that kind of money and saying the kinds of things he says about players getting paid? All right, so I just went back and found this quote. It is from April of this year. It's not very long ago, right? April of 2022. Nuno, I'm reading the quote right now. This is Dabo when asked about Kids getting paid, players getting paid. He said, quote, I am against anything that devalues education. That's what I'm against. I am for anything that incentivizes education. People will come after me because I've always said that I'm against the professionalization of college athletics, and I am. Kids don't know what they don't know. That's a slippery slope if you professionalize college athletics. And now you've got salaries and taxes and you can fire kids on the spot and they've got to pay for their tuition and they pay for their housing and everything else. What that sounds like to me is a person who is talking about other things. We ask a question, do you think kids should get paid? And he says, I'm against anything that devalues education. 
Now, I don't know everything, but I do know this. Paying collegiate athletes is not equal to devaluing education. You can value education. No one believes in education more than I do. Education for education's sake. My mother was a third grade teacher. I believe in education. I would like both of my kids to be as educated as they possibly can be. And if anyone ever asks me, is it worth getting a degree in this or a degree in that? I always say education is never a bad idea. It also doesn't have a damn thing to do with name, image, and likeness, college athletes getting paid, or anything else. So, Nuno, I ask you, and I'm, I'm putting this in the form of a question. Do you see it as incongruous, as inconsistent, or do you have any issue with Dabo Sweeney being as publicly against college players getting paid as he has continued to be while getting a contract that is worth $115 million. All this does for me is just reiterate that any anything that Dabble says about, about NIL or guys getting paid is just white noise because he is the poster child for the highest profile coach, right, of complaining about this and saying guys shouldn't get paid, and all of a sudden now you're sitting on $11.5 million. Dabble, if you're so worried about education, you could take less and tell those guys, hey, put, tell Clemson, put that money into educational programs, right? Like, show that you actually care about the quote-unquote education. So, well, you know, and, and yes, we don't know if what else is he doing and, and so yeah, forth. Yeah, again, but, not what you're doing, yeah. what I just accused him of doing. Yes. Which is you're conflating two things that don't have to go together. He, he may genuinely believe in education. For all I know, he's doing everything you can do to promote education at Clemson and other places. I don't know that. What I'm saying is that doesn't have a damn thing to do with what we're talking about. Do you have an issue with a man who's getting paid $115 million and has great authority? His voice carries great, great uh, weight in that sport. Publicly speaking against the people who are making him that money. I mean, these kids choose. The reason he's getting paid that money is because these players choose to come play there for him and they do it well. Do you have a problem with a person in his position getting paid that much money, standing in the way, which is what he is indirectly doing, of his players getting some of it? I don't because at the end of the day, these student-athletes who have the choice of either come to Clemson or not will then – when they start deciding not to go there because Dabo is saying these things, he'll get his comeuppance. Like, that's, I think, the win for it. Like, he can say whatever he wants. These guys, we're at a point now that they're going to get paid. So, like, Dabo, just sit in your, on your $150 million contract and be quiet. Well, look, I mean, they can stop going to play all they want. These guys have guaranteed contracts, unlike NFL quarterbacks. Dabo Sweeney is going to get paid $115 million no matter what happens. So these players can choose to go there, choose not to go there. They can win. They can lose anything else. But he's going to get paid all that money. Bubba, because this is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question because there is a part of me that does feel like I, I understand if someone says, Greeny, he can feel his getting paid all that much money isn't necessarily um, inconsistent with, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not hypocritical because they, are, they aren't the same thing. So do you, Bubba, now we're just into people's opinion. Do you have a problem with the guy who gets paid that much money standing in the way of the players getting paid? Uh, yeah, I think because I think it just kind of rubs you the wrong way, the mm-hmm. way you just talks about it. So just kind of, it just doesn't feel right the way he kind of always talks about it. And I'm, I'm in, I used to, always be against players getting paid for a long time but then now i've kind of 
complete come around to it and definitely in favor of it. And I think, yeah, just all the comments he says against it, I think it does kind of rub you the wrong way. And see him get all this money, like you said, it's all because of the players. I think it it does it just doesn't sit right and feel right that I feel like, like you said, he's he is part of the reason I feel like they're not going to be getting more money is if coaches like him keep saying they shouldn't get paid and they shouldn't get money. He's one of the reasons that's happening. So yeah, it, it just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't pass the smell test. Like you just, you just know something that doesn't sound right when you hear it. And so look again, I want to make my position clear. Good for him. If someone wants to pay you $115 million to do your job, take it. And the only way you shouldn't take it is if someone else is willing to pay you 116. So I don't have any issue with him getting paid all that money. He's worth it. Um, I just don't love the fact that he has been so public in his standing in the way of the players getting their share. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Meanwhile, just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. Quick story about education for education's sake. Nuno, I think you were the one who sent this to me. You see the story about Todd Bowles? Yep. Todd Bowles, head coach, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, completed the requirements for a Bachelor of Science in Youth and Community Development at Mount St. Mary's University, fulfilling a longtime promise to his mother to go back and earn his degree, one that inspires his children to forge their own paths in desired fields, respectively. Todd Bowles, this offseason, went back and got his degree from Mount St. Mary's because, A, he promised his mother he would, and, B, he wanted to inspire his own children to understand the value of education. I love that story. I like Todd very much. And by the way, as I continue to read that story, listen to what he studied. In addition to completing assignments about the teachings of Plato and Aristotle, Bowles developed and presented his philosophy of coaching, as well as strategies, struggles, and barriers in developing a team and individuals for the good in both football and life. So he was able to marry what is his expertise, which is coaching, understanding of leadership and all that, all the principles, whatever it is he knows, and marry that together with what it is he studied, which include the teachings of Plato and Aristotle. I found that fascinating. Good for you, Todd Bowles. Well done. Went back and got his degree. All right, coming up next, the best reason they're expanding the college playoff. Plus, we continue getting you ready for the start of the NFL season. My green list today involves players who we haven't seen in a while, who are going to make a big difference. They're next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement... Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie so i'm easily distracted so an interesting thing just happened so i just ordered myself a little lunch stace and i have some plans after the show today and I got to be someplace right after we're done. So I wanted to eat something before I got there. So I ordered uh, from the deli, uh, which is down the street here. And I got myself a little egg sandwich and I got myself a soup. So uh, Nuno and Bubba, I ask what soup they have today. And the guy says to me, we've got minestrone. So I ordered that and it was delicious. So I just finished eating my soup and during that commercial break. And I said to Brandon, I really like that minestrone. And he said, uh, Greeny, it's minestrone. And I realize some people say that. My question to you, if that soup is presented to you, Nuna, without explanation, what word would you use? How would you say the word to describe it? I really do think it depends where you're at. Because if I'm at an Italian restaurant and it's on the menu, it's going to be the minestrone. Because I think that's the correct pronunciation. But I think a lot of times it... I default to the minestrone. What do you think, Bubs? I would agree. The similar statement, the correct, true correct pronunciation is minestrone, but I say minestrone, and I feel like everyone should just say minestrone. See, I think the actual Italian pronunciation is the minestrone. 
I think we have Americanized it into minestrone. Now, let me ask you this. We we thought we were doing it correctly by doing minestrone? Correct. I think we've gone the opposite. Really? Now, let me ask you a question here, Bubba. The cheese that goes on pizza, say the name of that cheese. Uh, Mozzarella? See, mozzarella. But but you try saying that to someone who really knows how to say it, and they're going to... Try saying that word. Yeah, that, that'll not be the same In an word. Italian deli in Manhattan, so anywhere in New York City. Forget, get out of Manhattan. Go up to the Bronx and order something. Yeah, I'll have uh, the mozzarella, please. That's <laughs> not going to go over well. But I'm not confident which is correct between minestrone and minestrone. And these are the little things. In case you're wondering, how did Greeny get to be the way he is? And, and, and I mean that in all the positive and negative ways that make me up. That's how. Because someone will say that to me, and I am consumed with it now. I can't focus on anything else. But should you say minestrone or minestrone? Let's make a final show decision. Are we going minestrone or minestrone, Bubba? I'm sticking with minestrone. Uh, Nuno. I'm going minestrone. Okay. I think I'm going to go minestrone also, and I'll tell you why. Because... um, I it it was delicious, is what I'm trying to say. That soup was fantastic. That's a fantastic soup. Huge fan. Way better than the chicken noodle. Far superior to the chicken noodle. So I'm very happy with that soup choice. Okay, Greeny with you here. Let me get back to what I was saying a moment ago. So we were just talking about the money they're paying Dabo Sweeney, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's tired of hearing us talk about that. Let's not even talk about it anymore. They're going to expand the college football playoff. You know that? To 12 teams. Can I give you the best reason why? The All-State playoff predictor, which is what we use at ESPN, says that Alabama has an 84% chance to get to the playoff. Ohio State has an 80% chance. Georgia has a 77% chance. And Clemson has a 61% chance. No one else has above a 25% chance. Now, I'm not, I don't know how you would do the research on this. But there has never been a time in, in any sport in which there has been less parity than there is in college football. You're telling me there is a 61% chance that the exact four teams that have been in it every freaking year are going to make it this year. And next year it's going to be the same in the year after that and the year after that. So the only way that we can shake this thing up is by changing the format. Agree or disagree, Nuno, because it is, there is a level of predictability about this that is unhealthy. You cannot have four te- You cannot have a 61% chance that I can name you the four teams that are going to make it right now. Those chances should be 29% should be the favorite. In a sport where one loss can take you out of the equation, for four teams to have chances better than 61%, that's not good. That is a problem, and they, it is the best reason to me. I have long been against expansion. That is the best argument for it to me. What do you think of that, Nuno? Listen, I'm all in on expansion, but at the end of the day, are we going to still deviate from the those top four teams or the favorites every year still being the favorites and poss- and more than likely playing in the semifinals? Are 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 we just going to hold on to hope that at least one of them gets knocked off? No, I think it's, here's my answer to that. I had this conversation with Paul Feinbaum, and here's what it is: the kids who are making these decisions know. That they, they want to play in this playoff, right? They want to play on the biggest stage. They want to play in the biggest games. They, they, they all want to get to the league, and they all think that that is their, a good way play for a team that's going to be playing in the most important games and all the rest of that. If all but 
four teams, let's, let's say even a maximum of eight teams, fall by the wayside by the middle of October, then all the kids are going to want to go to those same six, eight schools. If they know, if these young players know, these kids who are choosing, these coaches can walk in and say, hey, we've got a real chance to be playing in this playoff. You could be playing Alabama in early January by going to this, that, or the other school. And I'm not talking about, you know, the Montana School for the Tall. I'm, I'm talking about other places that we continue consider to be like legit college football programs, but now we'll actually have a chance to get a seat at the table that they'll start getting some of these recruits that are getting stashed at Alabama and all these other places. Now, I would have thought the transfer portal would start doing that because I would have thought that a kid is going to rather be a starter at, a le- at Purdue, I'm just making this up, than be a backup at Alabama. But that's not the way it seems to be working. So the, the transfer portal, while it is overwhelming, and, but they, the same schools seem to be in the same places. If Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, excuse me, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama, there's a better than 60% chance those four teams are going to make it. And what are we playing for? Like, what we need a little more juice. We need a little more stakes for everybody else. This just can't be this level of predictable. And opening up the door to the really, really big games for more teams, by definition, according to Paul, is going to give these other schools an opportunity to get some of these players they're not currently getting. You buy it or you don't buy it, Nuno. Uh, he's on the phone right now. Okay, but you buy, Bubba, you yeah. buy it or no? I'll wait. Yeah, the thing I was thinking of that jumps to mind is, you know, we think about with the NFL – there's always that stat where it's like two teams every single year go worst to first, and then three teams always go from first to worst. Mm-hmm. That, and that's like every year since like 1985. It's oh, and it's always the same thing. That, like you said, that never happens in college. So I think it makes sense. You got you clearly have to expand it, or we're going to be having the exact same teams every single year. There is the parity in the NFL, which is great, where you will see worst to first, first to worst. But is, when, is there, there's no conceivable chance at all Alabama is going to worst, nor is there a chance that you know Vanderbilt is all of a sudden going to go to the first in the SEC and, and win it. There's almost no chance Alabama and Ohio State and Georgia, they all have better than a 3-4 and four chance of making the playoff. There are three schools that have a chance better than 75%. So not only can't they finish last, they almost can't finish anywhere but first. <laughs> Who is Nuno talking to on the phone? Just uh, out of curiosity. We have calls on the uh, pronunciation. Yeah, we have uh, we have a call. We have, on... we have minestrone pronunciation yes, calls. Yes, yeah. yes. Do we want to put anybody on? Like, what are we learning? Uh, they're trying to explain to us. I guess they, this gentleman lived in Italy for a few years, so he says he has a con- correct pronunciation. Can he, is he coming on or no? Yeah, yeah let's. We'll, What's his name? Chuck. Chuck. Chuck? Go ahead, Chuck. What, what, which is the actual correct yeah, my... pronunciation for that soup? Any any Italian word that has a vowel on the end, that vowel gets used. So if the E is actually part of the word minestrone, then that E gets used. If it was not there, then it would be minestrone. And so, mozzarella, you always pronounce the O's as what they call hard O's as opposed to soft vowels. So it, that would be my take on the vowels and everything. Hold and on, Chuck. Hold on. Hold on, Chuck. On hold radio. on. Hold on one second, Chuck. I feel like Italian people to whom I am close use the term mozzarella. They don't say the A. Are you telling me you do or you don't say the A? I always did. See, they were making fun um, of you behind I, your back. That's what you don't know, Chuck. When you were in Italy, when you were living in Italy, I think that they were, they were, they were, they were quietly laughing at the way you were pronouncing the words. Is that a concern to you? 
because I was a teenager more than anybody else. And I'm losing Chuck's voice. I, I'm losing the call. See, now here's what the problem with this, Nuno, is that he has made me more confused than I was before we started. Chuck has actually confused me. By answering my question, he has made me more confused than I was before we began. But, Chuck, I appreciate the insight. Again, I'm going with minestrone, and I will continue to say mozzarella because I just don't like the way my own ear hears me saying mozzarella. It sounds phony, but I do think that is the actual right way to pronounce it. Uh, Okay, Uh, what did I say? Oh, my green list is coming up next. Five names you haven't heard in a while. They're going to be very important. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And Nuno is selling this cut to me here. So Ed Ogeron, who I always enjoyed when he was the coach of LSU. Now things went really sideways there. And I'm not sure I ever really fully understood what happened. But things, I mean, when you get fired two years after winning a national championship, you know things have gone really bad. So things went badly for him. He was at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Now, Nuno, is that the same place Gruden was last week? Uh, yes, exactly. So I don't know what kind of series of speakers they've got going on there, but whatever it is, they had first they got Gruden. Now they've got Ed Ogeron, and he was explaining for the first time, I guess, his exit from LSU, and here is what he said. I'm so grateful of my time for LSU. Coaches got a shelf. Some coaches got... 50 years, some coaches got 12, mine was six. Good. I got to tell you, we had a meeting. Say, coach, things are not going well. No, <laughs> Rachel, I was going to say that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and they were good. And, and Scott Woodward is a friend of mine today. Really, really, a lot of respect for the way they handled me. Say, coach, you got $17.1 million on your contract. We're going to give it to you. <laughs> I said, what time do you want me to leave? What door you want me out of, brother? I, I don't understand what the words he is saying. 
Like, am I the only person who thinks when Ed Ogeron is talking, and again, I say this with respect, I enjoyed him, he was on our show a million times, between Booger and Marcus and RC, I got a million LSU guys, so when they were making that run, I mean, he was like, I think he was on Get Up every week. But, Nuno, do you understand the words he's saying? Yes, I do. What did he say? He said when they had the meeting and and they were like, listen, things aren't going well, and he said, blankety... Yeah, Ray Charles could see that. Like so oh, Ray he said Charles, that? Yeah, he did say that. And and then he said, "Hey, listen, uh we're going to pay you the 17.1 million dollars that we owe you." And he said, "When do you want me to leave and which door do you want me to walk out of?" So like I understood all of it. I we go back to the farmer there's a farmer friend on the water boy. I think that's what people's mind goes to. Yeah, he the that's the yeah, the character with the super heavy accent. From Waterboy, which is which is funny. Yeah. Look, what happened there? Like, I, I, that didn't explain why he was let go. <laughs> that was just his explanation of how he was let go. I'm really interested in the true story. Someday there's going to be a 30 for 30 on all the things that happened that got him fired two years after winning the national championship. And I think that's going to be one of those 30 for 30s that everyone talks about forever. But I don't know what it's going to be. We continue in 15 seconds. All right, here we go. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, so today's Green List, and the Green List here is the my top five this, that, or the other. The top five, whatever it is I choose, as selected exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And today, my Green List is of the top five players coming back from injury that are going to have the biggest impact on the upcoming NFL season. As football starts tonight. You ready? Here we go. Number five. David Bakhtiari. So, look, Aaron Rodgers needs all the help he can. Have you seen Alan Lazard is hurt now? He doesn't have anyone on that team who's ever caught a football. Like, you ever gone out in the street? Brandon, you never know. You go outside, you have a catch, and you catch a football. Like, he doesn't have anyone on his team who's ever done that. He has no one to throw to. Rodgers needs desperately two things. He needs his two-headed running attack to be outstanding of um, Aaron Jones, and his name just jumped out of my head, uh, Dillon, A.J. Dillon. He needs those two guys to be outstanding, and he needs his offensive line to be epically good. He needs his offensive line to be outstanding. And they've basically played forever without David Bakhtiari. And he is, when healthy, one of the best left tackles in the sport, and they desperately need him to be that. So I think Bakhtiari's return from injury is critical for the Green Bay Packers' chances. Again, it's the top five players coming back from injury that will have the biggest impact. Number four. Four is the entire Ravens roster. I don't even know where to begin. Every year, one team is decimated beyond hope early by injury. Last year, that team was the Ravens, and to their everlasting credit, because their culture is so good and their coach is so good and their quarterback is so good, they hung in there almost to the end. Remember early December, they were the one seed in the AFC, and then Lamar got hurt, and then that was all she wrote. But they're getting everybody back. So if they just say even remotely healthy, I think they're going to have a huge year. In fact, I have them in the Super Bowl. I gave you my Super Bowl pick yesterday. I've got Tampa over Baltimore in the Super Bowl. So to me, the entire Ravens roster is going to be among the most important players to come back from injury. Number three. Number three is Christian McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey is a an overlooked and somewhat forgotten person 
because our attention spans are short and because Carolina doesn't get a lot of attention. But I'm here to tell you, if you watched them play early last year, remember they got off to a fast start. And Sam Darnold was playing well. Sam looked good. And then McCaffrey got hurt. And Sam Darnold is basically no longer a starting quarterback in the NFL as a result of it. McCaffrey is that good. You don't need me to tell you how productive he is, fantasy standpoint, everything else. He runs with it. He catches it as well out of the backfield as any back you've ever seen. And this is a season where I think they have a lot riding. I think the coach has a lot riding on the season. I think, obviously, Baker Mayfield has a lot riding on it. If McCaffrey really is healthy, there aren't that many bigger difference makers in the entire league. So, to me, he is a huge impact coming back. Number two. Number two on the list of players coming back from injury to have a huge impact is Michael Thomas. I meant to have the stats in front of me. Nuno, really quickly, just get me the stats on Michael Thomas's season in 2018. Um, and I'll hem and haw while you do that. Michael Thomas, when last seen, had what might have been the greatest season any receiver has ever had. Now, Breeze was his quarterback. I get that. And, and, and Breeze is no longer there. But Thomas had an unbelievable season. Have you got his numbers in front of you? Uh, so, 2019, the season, 2019. Was it 18 yep. or 19? Well, 2019, he had 149 catches. Well, that's the season. Okay, it was 19. I stand corrected. Yep. 149 catches. Uh, 1,700 yards. 1,700 yards. And nine touchdowns. So not that many touchdowns because he's a possession receiver, but that, I don't sneeze at nine touchdowns either. This is a guy who caught 150 balls for 1,700 yards. He is forgotten. You don't even hear his name anymore. Michael Thomas could have a huge impact on the upcoming season for a team people like a lot. And he's one of two reasons people like them. Number one. And the other is Jameis Winston. And he's number one on my list. I got people telling me Jameis could be the MVP of the league this year. Now look, in Jameis's last year in Tampa, I said, I'm going to be the last man dying on that hill. I believed in Jameis. I believe in his talent. And I believe that while he is obviously a little bit of a, a different personality, I, I think he's all in. Like, I, I, don't, I don't question his dedication, commitment, heart, all that stuff. So I'm a Jameis Winston fan. And I believe that team could have a huge year with him, with Thomas, with Kamara. Damian Woody picked them to go to the Super Bowl today. Keyshawn Johnson has picked them to go to the Super Bowl. And I don't think that's that far-fetched. They dominate. Their defense dominates Brady. They're the one team that always beats Tampa. The only game they didn't beat Brady was in the playoff game, and Breeze threw three interceptions. So I I really like New Orleans, and I've got uh, Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston at the top of my green list uh, of players who will have the biggest impact coming back from injury. You know, hiring is challenging, but there's one place where finding great candidates is easy, and that's ZipRecruiter, where they find and match the right candidates for you. And our listeners can try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. At ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Nuno, anyone I'm missing? No, I think those are the, those are the guys. That's the list, right? Mm-hmm. Bubba, is there anyone I'm missing? Is there a cowboy I didn't put on the list that you would like mentioned? Uh, you know, I mean, Michael Gallup's coming back, but I mean, he played most of the last year. But, but, but that's a good one. He is hurt. Yeah. And he's, he's, he, and he, he is will expected be back soon. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, right? Because apparently he was hurt all last year, right? Is that, is that the excuse? Has he been hurt the last three years? 
Has Ezekiel, has Ezekiel Elliott been hurt ever since the day he signed his contract, Bubs? <laughs> Probably. Or or has he just been a guy who got his money and just stopped? Like I, I the cow. Listen, and I say this with all nothing but love and respect for you, Bubba. The Cowboy fans who tell me, oh, Zeke is healthy this year. He's going to have a monster year. Go back and find me. In NFL history, a running back who has had the career arc that he has had that ever goes back in the right direction. You're not going to find it. His numbers, the graph on his numbers are like a stock that would bankrupt you, (laughs) that would take all of your money. Every single year just goes down, 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 down. And one of the reasons that you get hurt is because you're not working as hard. So, look, Zeke is one of these guys. He got his money, and he's just done. Now, I'd love him to prove me wrong. He's a fun player to watch, and my life is made easier when the Cowboys are good. So, if Zeke is going to go out there and run for 1,600 yards this year and look like he did five years ago, recapture the magic and be a spectacular player and be doing that feed me thing, I'd love it. I'd love him to prove me wrong. But I don't see it happening. Bubba, in an honest moment, what is your expectation for Zeke Elliott this year? Oh, I have, I have very little expectations. I mean, that contract it was terrible, but I think the positive is Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the positives. You're not counting on him to be the number one guy. He needs to carry it thirty times because you oh, have Tony Pollard. Oh, 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 wait a minute. That's in Mike McCarthy yesterday said he looked at him quote unquote as a tandem. But all we've heard Jerry say this whole preseason is this team goes as Zeke goes. So are you telling me when they're sitting there and game planning and, you know, McCarthy's saying like, all right, we're going to get Pollard 15, 20 carries and, and split these carries. Jerry's going to be like, sure. Or Jerry's going to be like, no, no, no. We I mean, it get- happened every game last year already. I don't know. It just I feel like if all of a sudden Tony Pollard is getting more shine than Zeke like he should, Jerry might be have an issue with it. You guys are hitting on the real dichotomy there, and that is that how much does Jerry have a desire for this to continue to be Zeke's show for two reasons. One, because he likes stars, and Zeke is a star and Tony Pollard is not. And two, because he, Jerry, is the one who gave him that contract in Cabo when and and they're very one of the very few things I had exactly right in the moment was I said this is the last thing he should do. Jerry Jones made a huge mistake going down there and paying Zeke. Zeke had no choice but to play. Look, it is a terrible reality that the lot in life of the NFL player is that they've got you. And what Jerry Jones, when Zeke was holding out, what Jerry Jones should have said was, if you want to play professional football, you're going to come in and you're going to play it for us. I'm not trading you. I'm not re-signing you. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing a new deal. You're going to come in here and play. But he remembered what happened with Emmett when Emmett held out the first two games and they lost, and then he brought him in, and they wound up winning the Super Bowl that year. There's only one Emmett Smith. The difference is there's only ever been one Emmett. So that was a huge mistake. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio College Football, our game this weekend, South Carolina and Arkansas. Then we got Kentucky and Florida. College football brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage here on ESPN Radio with the best loan originators in the game. Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 3029. Was everyone able to hear that huge bang that just took place here? Was that audible to you guys, Bubba and Nuno? Uh, I heard something. It wasn't that loud, but I did hear something. Something weird just happened, right? Brandon, do we know what happened? It sounded like a meteor crashed into our building. Well, that's not good. No, not good. I'm counting on the fact that that didn't actually happen because we're all still here. We managed to still be on the air. 
But boy, that was loud. One way or the other, we hope everything is okay. All right, as we have the game tonight, I got to pay off the question, but one more scoop. The scoop. Tell me if you think this is a fascinating situation. Lamar Jackson, who has made a tomorrow deadline for his negotiations to be done. What Shefty told us on TV today was that Lamar, over the course of the last few weeks, has been in meetings, then in practice, and then he personally goes into these rooms and engages in these negotiations. Now, I'm sure that isn't every day, but it is apparently something that he has done regularly. Now, we overuse the word distraction when we come to pro football, but boy, that's the definition of it, right? So what is the prediction? Tomorrow's the deadline. Nuno, will Lamar Jackson sign a contract extension with Baltimore or not? He will not. Would you if you were him? If I would not, if I'm, I would also not step on the field if I'm not getting what I feel like I deserve. He could hold in. Again, you can't hold out anymore in the NFL. They have put that into the contracts or the collective bargaining, but you can hold in. You can have a hamstring. Anyone can have a hamstring anytime they want. You start limping a little bit. I, I am fascinated by the fact that he has chosen not to do that. And I agree with you. I don't think he's going to get a new deal. Bubba, any chance he signs a new deal by the time we finish tomorrow? I'm going to say yes. You think he will? Yeah, I think old Biscotti's going to come through. Really? Biscotti? What is he, like a, a cookie that you serve alongside a Biscotti. cup of coffee? It's Biscotti. Whatever his name is. Listen, I may not know for sure Minestrone or Minestroni, but I know that man's name is Steve Biscotti. Yeah, Biscotti, Biscotti. It's Now you got me confused. It's Biscotti for crying out Bishotti. loud. Biscotti. It's Biscotti. You're throwing He's, me bis, off. Biscotti, Biscotti. It, it, you're throwing me off over there. I don't think they're going to get it done. You're out of your mind. All right, you ready for this? Today's question of the day on Twitter at ESPN Greeny. If you had to pick one of the two teams playing the opener to win the Super Bowl this year, who you got? Take a guess where it went, Nuna. Take a guess what the vote was. I feel like everyone is all in on the Bills this year. What percentage do you think they got? <sighs> Probably 60 40? 75-25. 75% of people who voted on my poll picked the Bills over the Rams to win tonight. That's remarkable. And so did all of our analysts on Get Up this morning, which is why I went Rams. Because if everyone, there's only one hard, fast rule. If everyone thinks one thing is going to happen, the other invariably does. Enjoy the football tonight. It's good to have it back. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.